On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we say good day to the GC. From the glitter strip of the Gold Coast and the foodie scene to the treats of Tambourine Mountain, escape to play on the Gold Coast. We're back with Kiwi Tripsters Travel Podcast. Get ready and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Andrew Seppi. Welcome aboard Kiwi Tripsters, I'm Andrew Seppi. I'm Mike Yardley. Good to see you, Michael. And as the mercury plunges in New Zealand, because it is getting rather right jilly, uh, a winter warm-up on the Gold Coast sounds most appealing. Totally. And I reckon the GC is a bit like a long-time friend who you always love having fun with. You know, mm. someone to have a bit of a frolic with, uh, because uh. it's an epic holiday playground. It never fails to entertain. And we are going to show some familiar favourites on the Gold Coast, plus all sorts of fresh new finds to inject into your next getaway over there. Indeed. Uh, Now, for the culture-conscious, hotter. Hotter, uh, the home of the arts, is the hot, hot ticket. It's all hot here, Andrew. Yes. Yes. And the crowning jewel of this cultural precinct is the new Hotter Gallery, and it's actually injected uh, the Gold Coast with some serious cultural cachet because this is the largest gallery in Australia outside a capital city. Really? Yeah. And it's only been open about 12 months. So what you've got there is a world-class program of permanent rotating and visiting exhibitions. You've got about six floors of art to explore. And the building itself uh, has this very distinctive colouring, sort of riffing off the sort of sob trop make that subtropical environment <laughs> of southeast Queensland. Now, of course, there's a, there's a whole bunch of uh, stimulating eye candy in the art type uh, to absorb while you're there. Tell us about it. That's right. Yeah, there's a wealth of sublime Australian art. I love the exhibition Australia's Playground. And um, anyone who has had an affectionate sort of relationship with the Gold Coast will really enjoy this because it's quite retro and there's lots of throwbacks to how the Gold Coast has uh, charged on over the decades. And looking back at some of the photos from the 60s, it was a really innocent sort of place. Yeah. Um, if you're planning a family holiday, definitely treat the kids to the Brictionary exhibition. So this is enjoying its world premiere at Hotter until August. Brictionary. Yeah, so this is Lego, you know. Bricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got about 200 models on display, massive models. Um, it's very interactive, so you can make your own stuff as well. And this exhibition was conceived by Ryan Brickman McNaught and the team from Lego Masters Australia. So personally, I've never actually been a whiz with those blocks. But no, you haven't. I know that. Yes. I was. And that was the thing. Lego really? was Yeah, Lego was Yeah, I've told you that. Lego was my thing when I was a kid. So, but looking at it now, it's yeah. just wow. The That's things a, they've come up with. Yeah. That, you know, I wish I was young again. I actually did buy myself a Lego train okay. about six months ago. Uh, six months ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want a, a real throbathon <laughs> of creativity, Brictionary is wet ahead. All right. And you can take your hotter encounter next level with a thirst quencher or two, as uh, Michael would, at the Exhibitionist Bar, which <laughs> is not quite as it sounds. No. No, there's nothing creepy about this bar, but I am a sucker when it comes to great 
GC vantage points. And this is such a cool rooftop bar. So this is right on top of Hotter Gallery. And you've got this amazing perch with sweeping views across the Gold Coast, both the hinterland and the beach. Lots of specialty cocktails to whistle up and a sheer designed bar food menu. You will love it. Now, if you've been to the Gold Coast before, you might have thought, oh, it's a bit of a pain getting around. This has got a lot easier with the new hop-on, hop-off ferry service. They've ramped it right up. They have. You strike me as a low-carbon traveller, Andrew. I am a low-carbon traveller and I like yes. to walk where I can, yes. you know, run. So, so if you've left the bike at home in New Zealand mm-hmm. and you think, I'm looking for a sustainable transportation option, Enter the Hoppo Ferry. Um, so this was launched just before COVID, and it will be a very novel experience for most Kiwis heading over to the GC now. So this makes full use of the waterways around the Gold Coast, and it's a great way to get to many of the major tourism attractions like SeaWorld and Hotter. It's mm-hmm. also a very cool way to get a gawk at all of those waterfront trophy homes wrapped around the likes of Chevron Island. Absolutely. Now, let's dive into the food scene and some of the glittery new venues that are turning heads in Surfer's Paradise. Well, interestingly, I have to say on a reflective moment here, Andrew, it's Mm. been a few years since I was last in Surfer's, and when I was there a few weeks ago, the thing which really struck me is, wow, what a makeover. The place just seems fresher, cleaner, smarter, more sophisticated. Um, well, for Kiwis, surfers was always a, oh, pop over to surfers. It was like, yeah. you know, it was the thing in the Southern Hemisphere. Surfers yep. Paradise was yep. the getaway sort of, you know. Yeah, totally. The yeah. good time tourist jewel. Yeah, it was. But it feels like it's been freshly polished. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the foodie scene is just so dynamic. A really cool venue. Very close to one of those hoppo stops, by the way, yeah. is a place called Surfers. Pavilion on Furniev. Well, it's been open for just over a year now, and you will just love its stylish, coastal-inspired interior. You've got those great waterway views across to Chevron Island. The menu absolutely packed with tasty goodies. It really is like the epitome of Gold Coast living at Surfers Pavilion. Now, Kelly Beach. Kelly Beach. This is my new fave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. smack bang in the heart of Surfers. I felt like I'd been transported to Vegas at Kelly Beach. So but what, isn't Kelly, California? Yeah, I know. Not Las Vegas? I know. Go on. Um, That'd be Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perched on the roof of a four-story building, right? And this roof previously was the tennis court complex for the Mantra Hotel. Aha. Uh-huh. So they've taken over the complex and turned it into this really ritzy Beach Club. Yeah. 5,000 square metres of space. It's an adults-only playground bedecked with four pools with cabanas and your day beds, little restaurants, bars, volleyball courts. There's live DJs, live concerts, a dance floor, an open-air cinema. It is just extraordinary. Mm. So glam, so indulgent, very Vegas. The sort of place you could imagine Prince Harry playing up at a few years ago as he did in Vegas. Sounds like a big nightclub, doesn't yeah. it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, very nice. What about the food and drinks menu? Incredible. Um, yeah. Definition of decadence is what comes to mind with respect to the uh, menu at Kelly Beach. Yeah, we're, um, we're never far away from a beverage or two on this podcast. The, so. This is true. Yeah. And if you do like your boozy slushies, Kelly Beach delivers in spades. They've got a champagne list that includes 12-litre bottles priced at $8,500. Sure, I'll have four of them. <laughs> Food-wise... 
you have a variety of enticing options. Mm. But my recommendation is go to a little restaurant there called Sake Sisters. It's sort of set back from the pools. You've got unobstructed views of the ocean. Kick back with a cocktail and just whistle up a whole lot of sheer plates and sushi platters. We are. This, this is like a pleasure playground, this Kelly really Beach. Is. Right in the heart of service, open Friday to Sunday from 11 till late. It does sound like one of those sort of 80s American movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, okay. But just in a very contemporary way. In a very contemporary mm. way. So mm. you can get absolutely sloshed in a very contemporary way. Love <laughs> it. Just ahead, we shuffle to Broad Beach before hitting the theme parks and the hinterland. Don't go away. You're with Kiwi Tripsters as we take a romp along the glitter strip of the Gold Coast. And Michael, they, now as we were saying before, the surfers was always the surfers paradise, the place to go. But mm-hmm. people are saying the centre of gravity has shifted. It's shuffled it south to Broad Beach. This is true. Yeah. So Broad Beach is bustling, right? Mm. And it was once like the little bro to Big Sister Surface. But I reckon there is a certain buzz and a sparkle about Broadie, as the locals call it, Broadie. which is really seductive. Mate. Uh, once again, it's the dining scene. And at Broad Beach, the scene is red hot. The tentacles of all of the venues seem to be spreading in all directions, particularly outdoors. So it's very dramatic there. There are five star feasts to be devoured at every turn, and it's not overdone either. It's still very sort of laid back and cash, uh, which is very much how Broadie rolls. There's nothing worse than a big expansion that feels false. Yep. It's been too soon. Yep. It's ahead of the people, and it feels very constructed. Totally not this. Not at all. No. Now a really good example is. Is a place called Maggie Chu. So this is on Surf Parade, um, recent addition to the food scene in Broad Beach. And Maggie Chu is the sort of place you will love if you're into your street food and your hawker markets of Southeast Asia. Mm. So they've very much been inspired by that scene. It's very sensual. It's quite quirky. It's sort of like kick-ass Asian fusion food. So whether you're after some quick bites or a big night, make a date with Maggie. Oh, lovely. All right, they've got a quick bites menu. So what's on it? Well, well, two standouts uh, that I had a sample of. First of all, drunken dumplings. Now, these, Why does this not surprise me? <laughs> Move on. These are like a mashup of prawns and squid with shiitake mushrooms and a pale ale with chilli garlic and spring onions. They were Whoa. incredible. And this is a new find for me. I did not know such a thing existed. At Maggie Chew's, try the cheeseburger spring rolls. Who so, knew such so a thing existed? Cheeseburger spring rolls. Yes, so you've got like these little bundled parcels of Angus beef with American cheddar with pickle, ketchup, and a secret Maggie Chew sauce. They're so good. I, I, I am speechless. I really am. I wonder what Ronald McDonald thought about that. And across the road, another new entrant is Unicorn Seafood Restaurant. There is a whole, there really is a mystical kind of fun mm-hmm. about all of this. I mean, Unicorn. Totally. Yeah, okay. Yeah, really escapist stuff, eh? It is. Um, so these guys offer an all-day menu and... The vibe is unmistakably Mediterranean, mm. earning a reputation as the best seafood restaurant on the New South Wales North Coast. Uh, Unicorn has branched out 
from their home base of Kingscliff to Broadbeach. So this is their sister restaurant, and they have set the local foodie scene alight with what they call seafood Iranian goodness. Now, the big signature special there, the $50 lobster mornay. It's a runaway people pleaser. Now, this is what I like about Australia. It's like, we don't care. Whatever's good, we'll bring it in, we'll do it, we'll have it. You've yep. got Kelly Beach that feels like Las Vegas. You've got Mediterranean vibe just next, you know, down the road. Yep, You've got, totally. It is a, just a total mishmash, but yeah. it's the best bits for travelling. And it's, yeah... That's a good sum up, actually, Andrew. I like that. I just sort of bring all the bits together. Yeah. If you want to ramp up the Razzle Dazzle, um, toddle across the Gold Coast Highway to the island, mm-hmm. uh, home to the integrated resort of the Gold or the Star Gold Coast. That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. This is an integrated resort that is turning in a lot of heads mm. in Broad Beach. I checked out one of their latest blockbuster offerings, a restaurant called Uncle Sue. Uh, so this is the star's... Uncle Sue? Uncle Sue is an S-U, not S-U-E. Well, there, I was going to say, Johnny Cash had a the boy name Sue song. Ah, not true, true. He did, though. Go on. This is true, Uncle Sue. This is. Yeah, this oh. is a Chinese restaurant. It's um, Chinese with absolute theatre. You've got the freshest live seafood, Handmade lunchtime yum cha, a delicious blend of Cantonese-style favourites, and it's all brought to your table in very theatrical fashion. Uh, Like the Peking duck, hand-carved at your table, Andrew. Uh, You can try the crispy soft-shell crab and you won't be disappointed. Also, the garlic and black pepper wagyu beef. It's all really well executed, lots of innovative twists uh, inspired by local Australian ingredients. Book well in advance. It is so popular. And see, there you go. You can just now add the Chinese influence to our trip here, along with the rest of them. I love it. I love where we go with this podcast. Where's a good place to stay? Well, I had the pleasure of bidding down right next door to Uncle Sue and Auntie Sue's. No, not really. At the brand new hotel, Dorset Gold Coast. Now, the Dorset has done a deal with the Star, right? So they've got this integrated resort island to themselves. You may have come across the Hong Kong-based hotel brand Dorset in Asia. This is their grand debut in Australia, and she does not disappoint. The rooms have this unmistakable palm-fringed Queensland design motif. Uh, You've got the sun-kissed sands of Broadbeach about two blocks away. Fabulous views, lots of frills, and if you really want to take it up a notch, uh, be sure to upgrade to the Executive Lounge on Level 19. Very nice breakfast with a great view. Oh, Level 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, at the Pool Club, Michael, the Pool Club. Straight to the Pool Club. Yeah. This actually is nearly as good as Kelly Beach, the, this Pool Club. It is yeah. amazeballs. So, so uh, sorry, did you just say amazeballs? I did, actually. How millennial of you. I know, very yeah. millennial. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I'm a Gen X, I think, aren't I? You are a Gen X, yes. yes. Uh, so Same this is me. like a sub tropical recreation deck with the most outrageous infinity pool with a 12 metre long viewing wall. So, you know, if you've ever thought, gee, I'd love a pool with a viewing wall, you've you've come to the right place. Which I do every Thursday, yes. That's right. Um, Lots of poolside cabanas to, well, do whatever you want to do in a cabana, have a little canoodle. There's even... There's even... (laughs) Be careful where you're going with this. There's even what? (laughs) There's even wet lounges. lounges. 
<laughs> built onto the pool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's an island getaway. Get it is. Live entertainment has always been part of the landscape along the Glitter Strip. What did you think of? And I mean, when you read the name, this harks back to a sort of 1980s, um, well, Pink Flamingo. <laughs> the Pink Flamingo. Yes. This is a recent addition to Broadbeach, the Pink Flamingo Spiegel Club. Now, like Andrew, when I first heard I was going there, I thought, hmm, has this sort of migrated from the sweaty depths of the King's Cross, Sydney? Um, What am I in for here? But no, not at all. So what I discovered was this is a very swanky, Art Deco-inspired venue with outstanding entertainment. There is a touch of sass. It's a little bit risque, a wee sprinkling of sexy, but it's so well executed very contemporary, very tasteful, and they just do the most awesome live shows. So I caught a show that's just started called Glitz, which is sort of like a swinging Hollywood soiree, yes. uh, very much paying homage to the golden mm. age of Hollywood. Mm. So lots of dazzling costumes, fantastic dancing, great singing, a bit of uh, sort of circ acrobatics. So it's a really cool extravaganza. It is indeed. And if you've ever watched Miami Vice with the intro or the opening credits, the Pink Flamingos and that really did hammer it down and lock the Pink Flamingos in the 80s. True, so, true. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Coming up, what's new and what's hot at theme parks? And we head to Tambourine Mountain. See you in a tick. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Escape to play on the Gold Coast, from theme park frolics in the glitter strip of golden beaches to the dynamic dining and the soothing world heritage-listed beauty of the hinterland. Start planning your next great playground getaway to the GC. Visit DestinationGoldCoast.com. You're back with Kiwi Tripsters as we trip our way through the Gold Coast. And if you want a break from the beachside bling, Tambourine Mountain is just 45 minutes drive away in the hinterland. Indeed. So if you need a breather from all of those bikinis and budgie smugglers, head up the mountain for a cool change. (laughs) You might have been doing far too much canoodling in the cabana or the wet lounge. So Tambourine Mountain is calling. The mountain is calling and I must go. Who said that? John Muir, was it? John Muir, the um, artist in North America, was it? Okay. Sounded good at the time. It did. In fact, the road up Tambourine Mountain was Queensland's first sealed road outside of Brisbane. I thought that fun fact would make your day, Andrew. It does make my day, Michael. Thank you. And the reason it was the first sealed road is, in many respects, testimony to the fact that for day trippers, it had so much appeal to get to Tambourine Mountain. I adore it. You've got this, like, green-drenched, Wonderland of uh, villages, rainforests, lots of artisanal verve across a lot of indulgent endeavours. Lovely. Right. Mm. Uh, putting that aside, let's get back to the things you really care about. What wineries and distilleries did you sip your way through <laughs> when you were there? Well, I really enjoyed Witch's Fall Winery, oh. which is a mum-and-pop-run enterprise. They've actually emerged as one of Queensland's biggest wine producers. They do an incredible array of varietals. They've got a very cool range called their Wild Fermentation Range. Mm. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with wild ferments, essentially it's using the natural yeast like from organic fruit on the vineyard mm. as opposed to using cultured yeast. Anyway, 
something interesting about Witches Falls. They are getting very much into the climate adaptation scene. So in recent years, they have planted some heat and drought-resistant vines uh, from the likes of southern Italy and Spain and the Douro in Portugal. So you can try all sorts of really interesting wines like Negro Amaro, Torija, Tinta Barocca. So it's a really rich range of wine. Isn't it interesting? Because you look back at the 80s and 90s and you had all the sort of wine companies that were the big corporates and all the mum and pops things were, you know, starting up and everyone thought, oh, you know, yeah. you can't do this. That's right. It is now those <clears throat> those people that have made it to the top. That's right. It's the love, the care, the, yeah. the, rather than just this mass-produced idea. Yeah. They are, it's like the same as Wiper. Yeah. Their stuff is quality, and they have shone through. That's right. We talked about Wiper, what, a month or two ago Yeah, now. we did. Very similar. Very yeah. similar. Now, what about the distillery? Oh, my goodness. For a palate change, you've got to go to the Tambourine Mountain Distillery. This place is like a powerhouse of fine liqueurs and spirits, to the point hmm. that since they opened nearly 30 years ago, they have scooped over 300 national and international awards. So that's like on average of 10 awards a year. A year, exactly. Wow. And their flavour range is just like an uncharted journey in a glass. You can try things like ginger vodka, Turkish delight liqueur, pineapple rum, Davidson plum gin. Their distillery is incredible and they do great tours as well behind the scenes. Limoncello. They do a limoncello, and yeah. that is really good. Why is the limoncello so good? I did not realise this, but mm. apparently most limoncellos only contain 3% lemon juice. Yeah, not much. No. No. So, you know, your Italian mama in Sorrento, who's been making the old family recipe for centuries, that will only have that amount of lemon juice in it. Mm. Tambourine Mountain Distillery, ramp it up to a staggering 36%. So more than a third of your glass is actually pure lemon. And oh my God, talk about zesty. That'll wake you up. It certainly did. And they also do um, some other different types of cello. So I sampled the unfamiliar taste of yuzu cello liqueur. No, yuzu cello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Well done. Yeah. Uh, Now, yuzu is a very prized citrus fruit in East Asia, Mm. Korea, Japan, China. Mm. So it tastes like a cross between a mandarin and a grapefruit. So, yeah, give the uh, yuzu cello a go as well. Okay. So mm. you're obviously going after all this all this leisurely drinking. Yes. You're going to get peckish. Yes. What's good? Well, I'm a walkover for big slobbery dogs. I know this. You had a St. Bernard. I know. I know. I'm not suggesting one eats a St. Bernard, by the way. No, I wouldn't. I, I hasten to add. <laughs> but the reason I mention St. Bernard's <laughs> is because there is this fabulous place in Tambourine Mountain called St. Bernard's Hotel. Hmm. And I felt duty-bound to pop into St. Bernard since I used to have a Bernard. Um, You're finally superstitious like that. I know. Yeah, I know. And on the on the front doorstep, Molly and Sarah, two big bloated Bernards on Paw Patrol at the front door. Oh, oh. So this is a fabulous spot. How for long a, did you stop and pat? A, a considerable time, Andrew. Yes, yes. Uh, so this is a really historic hotel. Uh, I've been serving diners, greeting guests for over a century. Not Molly and Sarah, no, but your predecessors. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really popular lunch spot. And if you go there, you've got to have the Guinness pie. It's a really good dish. Now, there's a Polish place. Uh, yes. Very, very popular. Why so? Incredible, this place. Mm. And this is the curious thing about Tambourine. 
that it's a real cultural melting pot. In fact, I suppose the Gold Coast is. Yeah, well, we've done... Given we've we've done, spanned the world, really, haven't we? We've got Guinness Pie, which is clearly <laughs> Irish. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got Poland, we've had China, we've yes. had you know, Las Vegas, we've yes. had California. We've yes. Had, ah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Now, the Polish place is incredible. So this is a gorgeous guest house and restaurant overlooking the Great Dividing Range. The view's amazing. Mm. And they specialise in real McCoy Polish cuisine. The signature dish, roast duck for two, stuffed with Granny Smith apples and served with red cabbage fried apple and cherry sauce. Love that cherry sauce. I love that red cabbage. I know when I was in Poland, yes. I had a lot yes. of it. Yes, yes indeed. On. I also tucked into something I hadn't had before, Polish potato pancakes. Now they are really nice. Mm. Yeah. Now, they these ones at uh, the Polish place came with a Massive dollop of sour cream. They're not quite hash browns and they're not quite no. pancakes, but there's somewhere that's kind of... That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They're quite soft. Yeah. And the way that they'd created these pancakes for me, they were like soft curly fries all sort of mashed up together, yeah. um, slathered in sour cream. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yes, sinfully good. Yes. The yeah. birds enjoyed them too, Andrew. Yeah. Now, what happened there? <laughs> this, this would be again. I've seen this before. You yes. sitting there, looking round, looking yes. at the world, going, "No, oh, what's happening over yes. here?" I was distracted by the view, actually, yes, yes, mm, yeah. of the Great Dividing Range. Well, don't mis- make the mistake I did. What I did is I j- did take like a momentary breather, <laughs> and I just sort of like stepped back from my table. I wasn't leaving. I didn't say to Mister and Missus Rainbow Lorikeet, "I'm leaving." I don't care. But within seconds, one lorikeet landed on the table (laughs) and started to dip his beak into my pouring cream for the Polish coffee. Why not? And then I was dive-bombed. It was like a swift aerial ram raid. A mob attack of rainbow lorikeets swooped down and took over the entire table, devoured the pancakes and the sour cream (laughs) and the pouring cream, the Polish coffee, (laughs) and also my almond and apricot cake that I had as a chaser. Gone. I've got a photo. So did did you chase it? (laughs) Exactly. I've got a photo of this mob attack, and it's on For the Love of Travel. I've lost count, but there's at least 40 rainbow lorikeets on my table. Unbelievable. That is wonderful. But it was a holiday highlight. Yeah, it would have been. The waiting staff were not very impressed. Oh, my God. I think they thought dopey visitor. (laughs) Feeding the birds. (laughs) Dumb New Zealander. Yeah, well, that's it. We can be. Yeah. All right, let's head off into the rainforest. What are the recommended walks? Uh, So many short and sweet walks all, all, all over the mountain. I actually think a lot of these walks were designed with Americans in mind. You know, they like the ease of a quick, short walk. It's like they, they like a drive-through walk. <laughs> can, can you take a golf cart? Exactly. <laughs> with your Trump hat? Uh, anyway, Curtis Falls is one I would recommend, and this is like a quick 10-minute stroll. Super easy uh, to burn off your Polish pancakes that's unless the, the lorikeets have got them. That's not a walk. That's just a... A stroll. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a constitutional in the hinterland. Mm. Yes. So this takes you through beautiful rainforest. It brings you to Curtis Falls, which flow into Cedar Creek. Spectacular cascades uh, and swimming holes as well if you need a little dip. Mm. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Cedar Creek, if you're into your glamping, there is this fabulous... I'm still amused by that term, but go on. It is a strange term, isn't Theory. it? Theory. Yeah. Yes. There is this fabulous place called Cedar Creek Lodges, and they have just rolled out their new woodland tents. And I actually think this really raises the bar on glamping, mm. particularly in the Gold Coast. So these tents, they're wrapped in rainforest with views down to Cedar Creek. And within these 
gorgeous tents. You've got your widescreen TV. You've got your king-sized bed. Outside, there's a barbecue. There's a fire pit. You've got your private ensuite. It really is nice. You kind of wonder why, to that point, you'd bother going with glamping or just going to a hotel. I know. Anyway. I know what you mean. If you're going to do the walk yep. in this area, if you want a walk to do, yes. the Skywalk. Yes. Now, the Skywalk is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Luke would uh, Luke would approve. He would. Yes. <laughs> if, you've, <laughs> if you've done. I am your father. Thank you, Darth. Go on. If you've done the treetops walk. Just out of Hokitika. Yeah. This is actually a very similar construction. So you've got these elevated steel walkways yeah. zipping you through the upper canopy of the forest. Mm. And the fabulous thing about um, this Skywalk at Tambourine is that it actually gives you a really instructive insight into nature's territorial battle. So this isn't that, Star that Wars. Sounds, that does sound very dramatic, Michael. Wait, what is nature's territorial battle? Well, where this is situated in the Tambourine National Park, you've yeah. got the invasive gum trees to your left. Mm. And on the right, you've got all of these amazing trees, strangler fig trees. Mm -hmm. And the name is so accurate. They will try and suffocate the gum trees from marching any further into the rainforest. It's like this constant battle for domination. And the gum trees fight back. They just don't lie down and take it. They shed their bark every year to remove the young figs from their trunk. Yeah, if you actually awesome, eh? If you go any further into that, you'll find out how their root systems do it as well. No, yeah, it's very self-controlling. It is okay. Now, aside from the mob attack by the lower Keats, which yes. I do see unsettled you quite yes, dramatically. Yes, um, any other wildlife of note, and I'm generally yes. meaning of the natural Sir David Attenborough That's variety. Very, Yes, indeed. Well, there were a couple of cool sightings in Tambourine. There was the red-legged paddy melon. <laughs> What's the red-legged paddy melon? Well, this thing is no bigger than a rabbit, oh, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And this is the easiest way I would describe it. If a wallaby is like a small kangaroo, a paddy melon is like a small wallaby. Sounds like the beginning <laughs> of a joke. Do they walk into a bar together or something? <laughs> I also encountered the Pavarotti of the rainforest. And with all due respect to Sir David, I'm, I actually deliberately mention his name because this bird, the Albert's Lyrebird, Sir David Attenborough reckons is the most remarkable bird of all. It's the world's largest songbird, yeah. and it's reputed to have the most powerful musical voice of any species. The amazing thing is, Andrew, I know oh, you're a good mimic. Yes, yes, yes. This thing. I have heard, yes. Oh, mm, mm. give it a sound, it will imitate it. Chainsaws, line trimmers, you name it. And they, they're they the ones that will mimic cell phones. Yes. And to, to really distract people. And Incredible. They, can, they really play with your mind. They do. Yeah. Stunning, stunning bird. Previously, it used to be shot. To be eaten in pies. Oh, that's such the human race thing to do. That's yes. a nice bird. Let's shoot it and put it in a pie. But it is fair to say, this very crafty crooner is far too talented to end up being buried in pastry. Oh, thank the Lord for that. Yes. Stay with us. We are going to the theme parks, which Michael and I both love. Uh, there in a moment. Stay with us. You're back with Kiwi Tripsters, Mike and Andrew, as we blaze a trail. Blazer Trail through mm-hmm. the Gold Coast. And it's entirely possible you could have a stunning Gold Coast holiday without going to the theme parks. Oh, but what? 
Why? Yes. Why would you deprive yourself? Why exactly. You, you know, this, this, totally. We have, Michael and I have attacked several <laughs> theme parks in different countries, and uh, why would you not? <clears throat> we are still in the recovery position, I should point out. We are. But yeah. yes, absolutely. Add some thrills and spells to your playground escapades in the Gold Coast. Rev up your titillation factor. Indeed. Uh, are, are many Kiwis flocking back to the parks? Interesting. I was over there a couple of weeks ago and I checked out the intel from the parks. There is quite a healthy stream of Kiwis returning to the theme parks, although it would be wrong to say there's a flood of us going back there yet. Interestingly, though, I think that's all about to change because as you will have probably heard in the media in the last week or so, flight and accommodation bookings from New Zealand are heavy through the July school holidays and winter months in Queensland. So if you are planning a winter fling with the theme parks, you are best to lock in your plans now. Do not leave it too late, particularly for flights. There is a real crunch. And I see quite a few warnings coming up about that all over the place saying flights are booking out, flights yep. are running out. If you do want to secure a little seat on a Wheaton budgie, you <laughs> better hurry up. All right, the theme park. What's new and shiny? What are the star additions in the past two years? Well, I guess this is the self lining to being locked down for so long in terms of being able to get across uh, to Australia because in two years a lot has changed and there are all sorts of fresh installations waiting for you. Dreamworld's super new signature ride is a reptilian roller coaster called the Steel Taipan. Now this is Australia's we're going to get into a lot of coaster lingo here by the way. Mm. This is Australia's only triple launch coaster. Mm. which for the uninitiated means you will encounter three gut-lurching drops on the one ride. It also, the steel type N, features the world's first tail whip. Andrew says, Mike, what's a tail whip? What's a tail whip, Michael? Mike says to Andrew, a tail whip is a spinning seat at the rear of the train. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you were so inclined. And you wouldn't have been. I wasn't. No, you're a little bit of a blouse when it comes to those things, I must say. <laughs> Let's just be honest here. Uh, but, uh, okay, so... the. <laughs> The other stand there, I do remember. Sorry, I got to say, Michael and I at theme park. Oh, that's great! I'm not going on it. Oh well, I can. I'll be over here. Yeah, I have memories. We do. Any other standouts from Dreamworld? Yes, another Aussie first, and this is a world first too. How about a motorbike roller coaster? Or a motor coaster. Correct. And that's what it's called, right? That it's yeah. that is its technical name. Now this is Mick Doohan. Uh, the McDoin motor coaster. Why would you want to go on a motor coaster that calls <laughs> Doin? I'm just saying it just doesn't inspire you with confidence. But let's this this is good. This, this is good. This beautiful ride yeah. features life-size replicas of 500 cc racing bikes and two aerodynamically profiled sidecars. How cool! Which are ideal for small kids and disabled guests, which is quite nice. Okay, that um, that is really good. Yeah, because there are so many cool rides in a lot of places that you got to be over a certain height and you can't have any sort of physical impairments That's to right. ride on. And yeah. a lot of people miss out. Absolutely. I mean, they, you know, everybody travels, but the, a lot of the rides are so restrictive. So that is very, very cool. The McDoin. Yeah. So this is possibly the next best thing to MotoGP racing yeah. on, the, on the motor coaster. By the way, you'll also definitely want to ride what is surely the best named roller coaster in the world. This oh, is yes. at Dreamworld. Yeah. The Gold Coaster. Whoa! Isn't that good? So the, they've called the the roller coaster on the Gold Coast the Gold Coaster. Yep. I'm sure some marketing company took 
months to come up with that. Absolutely. Bonza. That goes at 85K, which is actually quite fast. It is. It's yeah. a bit of a... Bit of a yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, SeaWorld. Yes. What's new at SeaWorld? Now, they've got this new precinct, the new Atlantis precinct, which is redefining the park because, as I'm sure you can appreciate, there mm. has been quite a bit of debate um, and aggravation from some over whether the likes of SeaWorld should still have live shows featuring yes. our flippant friends. Mm. You certainly won't find a whale performing for you at SeaWorld anymore. No. Um, there are seals and dolphins still performing, mm. but there is definitely a bigger focus on amusement rides now at yeah. SeaWorld, hence this Atlantis precinct. So they've got uh, three new world-class rides in the works. Leviathan and Trident, they will open in September, but already open is Vortex. 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 Lovely. Now, this is a twisting, turning, spinning contraption suspended above the ground. Hold fire on the lunch break until after that ride. And I reckon the must-do ride at SeaWorld is the Storm Coaster. And the really cool thing about this ride, it's a rollicking water flume coaster. So it actually goes partially underwater and has a few explosive special effects thrown in as well. It's a classic. Did you go on this? Yes, I loved it. Oh, lovely. Absolutely. Another crowd favourite is Jet Rescue. Yes. yes, and as the name suggests, this coaster sees you seated in a jet ski, <laughs> zipping you past rock pools, blasting you through a blowhole cave. Bring it on. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, movie world. Let's Now, we're sort of stepping this up as we go. The hyper coaster. Yes. Here we go. Coasters 101. More uh, lexicon editions uh, for you. If you do like your coasters, this is epic. Australia's tallest, longest, and fastest coaster. The DC Rivals Hyper Coaster. Hyper so coaster. Love it. what is a hyper coaster? Well, I was just going to ask. <laughs> it's got to be over 200 feet high. Mm-hmm. And this thing has a menacing 89 degree drop as you descend from the lair of the iconic Joker head. Right. So the locals actually call this the Joker Coaster. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> because you're actually like flying through Joker's head. You can do it backwards. <laughs> you wish, and you wouldn't have. I did not. No. Um, also new at Movie World, the Scooby-Doo 4D film experience. You do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the liar bird could not do better than that. Yeah, go on. And also just opened, the Warner Brothers Studio showcases movie costumes and props featured in all of the Batman releases over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Massive collection of exhibits. It'd be huge. So you got stuff like the Catwoman suit worn by Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck's uh, classic bat suit and his grappling gun. Oh. It's uh, the biggest Batman props collection in the Southern Hemisphere. And Andrew, for Christmas, I would like from you a JL52 Batmobile. I've got one on order. Thank you. Okay, if you only had time for one park yes. of, of all of these, would Movie World be your pick? Yes. Okay, why? Particularly for families, yeah, which okay. I think is yeah. what the theme parks really are all about. Yeah. SeaWorld has got Nickelodeon characters, right? Yeah. DreamWorld has the DreamWorks cast, Shrek and Friends. Yeah. But kids understandably love Movie World because it's got the star power. It's got the big screen characters. You've got Bugs Bunny. You've got... Batman. It's got the glamour of Hollywood and the twinkle of Disneyland. You've got that daily star parade down Main Street. Lots of Looney Tune characters, superheroes, supervillains. What more could you want this winter? Absolutely. 
Well, that would be it for this edition. Be sure to like and follow our Facebook page and our show notes are available on the website, kiwitripsters.co.nz. For some great travel reading and also that photo of the rainbow lorikeets uh, mob attacking me, um, you can Traumatic check... Traumatic that was. Oh, absolutely. Yes. yes. Actually, yes, I've got my therapy class tomorrow. Good. Um, there are feature articles on all things GC on the For the Love of Travel website. The address, fortheloveoftravel.nz. That is fortheloveoftravel.nz. Plus, we would love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters, the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll catch you again in a fortnight for more Australian adventures. Take care now. See you, mate. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.